So good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm privileged to moderate a very distinguished panel and allow me to introduce our esteemed panelists. Mr. Mark O'Neill, President, CEO, Columbia Ship Management. Mr. Lefteris Karaminas, Manager, Global Sustainability Center, ABS. Mr. Royne Alguist, Managing Director, Oceanic Marine Management. And Mr. Alistair Levitt, Managing Director of V-Ship Limited. Today, we are going to cover best practices in delivering operational excellence in an increasingly complex world by learning from the four experts who can share what's worked and what hasn't from their experience. And for this reason, I invite comments between the panelists. If I may start asking each one of you briefly to describe your operations in Cyprus and abroad. Mr. O'Neill. Thanks, Andreas. Uh, I, I would add this is the first time that the moderator hasn't circulated questions beforehand, so I think that the, the pressure is on you as well as it's on, on, on us. Uh, we wanted to try and engender a little bit more debate on this panel and, and uh, uh, get a conversation going. So, so uh, the challenge is there for all of us. Um, as far as Colombia is concerned, I think most of you here uh, are aware of what we do. Uh, we, we're a ship, international ship manager, um, focusing very much on the management of ships. And, and I think uh, you know, that comes down to the question of service and uh, what service we're, we're providing. We very much have to focus on what we do, giving the, uh, the clients what the clients want, not what we think they want, uh, giving our people the tools to do the service that we want them to do for our clients and actually trying to infuse our people to do it the best they possibly can uh, in an environment which encourages equal opportunity uh, and is a, a really nice place to work. So uh, Columbia Ship Management is exactly what it says in the name, Ship Manager. Mr. Lefteris. Hello from me as well. Lefteris Karaminas, a manager of Sustainability Center in FABS in, in Athens. Uh, this is a recent uh, department that was established uh, by ABS uh, covering uh, the global needs relating to the environmental challenges. We support uh, client inquiries on a daily basis. Uh, we have a variety of uh, requests, which probably I might mention later on. And uh, at the same time, uh, we need to, to be able to find uh, solutions uh, which can be feasible financially uh, for our uh, clients. Thank you. Mr. Reina. Yes. Um, so I represent Oceanic Marine Management, and we are part of the Tufton Oceanic Finance Group. Uh, Tufton Oceanic has a fleet, uh, a growing fleet of cl close to 90 ships today. Uh, what we do here in Cyprus is we provide asset management services to, uh, to our investment management team based in London and based in Dubai. Uh, we provide them with uh, reporting and other structured approaches. We also work very closely with um, our providers of ship management services. Um, and they're based here in Cyprus and internationally. Um, and we, we provide um, an integrated approach between us and the managers so to so closely emulate a classic, traditional, uh, fully integra vertically integrated ship owner um, in order to provide the best possible service for our end investors and clients. Thank you. Mr. Alistair? Yeah. 
you will. Well, thank you, Mr. Moderator. Yeah, I'm, I'm here representing a V Group, and V Group, uh, like Columbia, is principally a global ship management company. We've got 17 offices worldwide. Our second biggest office is in Cyprus. We've been based in Cyprus for 40 years and committed to our business here. Ship management is where the rubber hits the road. We've, we've heard a lot this morning about legislation, about implementation, but ship management is actually where we just have to take it and make it work. We're the link between the commercial operation and the revenue, and we work with a variety of ship owners. And quite correctly, ship management is not an industry or a business where one size fits all. Every ship owner has a different business model, a different operational need, and we are there to identify that, work with the ship owner partner, and provide that service. Thank you. Thank you. So we have with us, which I find really interesting, two third-party ship managers, one in-house ownership manager, and a class society. Mr. Lefteris, being a class society, which are the main areas that you are asked to provide support to your clients, always in connection of operational and excellence? Right. Let me start by, by saying something that uh, I've noticed yesterday at the bar reception. So I've met many people yesterday, and they all had a common theme. Say, this and saves. So allow me to start with the usual cliche where we all say we cannot sell something to someone unless we know why they are buying. So let me give you now some uh, uh, examples of what our clients are, have been asking us for. Regulatory compliance, it's always on their agenda. But on, from the aspect of the operational excellence, it's about proactive preparedness. Industry requirements, not only just meet them, but also exceed this. Energy efficiency technologies, it's not about what shall I just put in there just to satisfy my charterers. It's about is it financially feasible, will it bring me other benefits, and so on. Operational uh, measures, and these relate very much to, I would say, live operations, optimum voyage planning, optimum trim, optimum RPM, optimum cargo tank heating, and so on. During live operations, a lot of people uh, realize that they can actually benefit in terms of uh, fuel uh, savings. Other, other inquiries we tend to get uh, are in the field of, uh, I would call it digitalization. And this is a big field because it relates to cargo management, it relates to, uh, to the transportation industry, and so on. And other, other people think that it's all about dashboards, it's all about tools and applications. Well, it's not. It, it has much more uh, in it. You have to understand the objectives in order to find suitable solutions. It's not about making a software. And we move on to aspects like uh, monitoring and assessment. Many owners uh, are into this, uh, of course, and the question is how do you do it proactively? Do you need information at the time of build? 
because a lot of things you can solve them, but if you don't have the right specific information, it's very difficult to, to proceed. So what I'm describing essentially is that operational excellence means many things to many people. And it is a voyage that it takes us through the waypoints of economic, social, and governance. This is the sustainability voyage, and we are all in it. We are all in it together. I'll just stop here, Andreas. Okay. Thank you. So having heard that from Mr. Lefteris, my next question to the rest panelists. What do you consider to be the major challenges you are facing today? It would be very interesting to see if the challenges and the risk that you have as a third-party manager are the same or different than those that you have as an in-house owner-manager. Mr. Alster, we may start from you. Thank you. Yeah, we face many challenges. Uh, as I said, implementation of legislation is a challenge. Uh, we face the challenge of operating in a difficult market where owners, owners are struggling. But the chairman of the conference mentioned it this morning, crew is the Achilles heel of the industry. And if we don't get the crewing right, we will not get the management of ships right. Ship management's quite simple, because ship you know, shipping is about the transportation of cargoes from A to B, safely and efficiently. And the people that can do that are the people that man the ships. As yet, until we get to the autonomous ship, if we ever do, the ship management office ashore is there to support, to assist the, our colleagues on board the ship. And I, I hate to say it, I think it is getting increasingly more challenging to get young people of a high caliber who want to develop a career at sea. It's become more difficult. It's become more isolated from, from my day where, where it was a very social engagement on board the ship. It's become lonely. It's become challenging. So as an industry, I think we've got a real big challenge to promote, and uh, the, the Deputy Shipping Minister said it this morning, that they're going to schools, they're promoting shipping as a career path. But uh, Mr. Moderator, crew, crew, crew. That's the challenge we face, and it's a challenge we've got to overcome. Thank you, Mr. Alster. Let's see what um, Mr. Ryan has to say on the topic. Thank you, but uh, the way I look at uh, operational excellence, if I bring it back, obviously what Alistair said and what Lefter said uh, makes a lot of sense on the operational level. When I look at working with ship managers and when we look at thinking about how to provide the best service to our clients, the investors, is what kind of, what is the value creation, what is the value proposition in, in, in running a ship? Um, what is the, what is it that I want to give out finally to, to the end owner. So it's a return on their capital invested. And how can I achieve that through applying operational excellence frameworks? So it's about defining what is the value capabilities and value proposition of each manager. I would like to discuss this with Mark and, and Alistair. And how do we integrate, say, the owner's approach, which is our approach, um, with the ship manager's approach to delivering the uh, last bits and pieces, let's say the, the crewing, uh, the bringing the cargo f safely from A to A to B, and, and all of that that is necessary on a day-to-day -day basis. How does that fit in backwards or backwards integrate 
with the, uh, with, the main, with the main result of owning and operating a ship, which is to make money and to return uh, capital back to the investors within a reasonable time frame of obviously um, discounting for all the risks that we're dealing with. I think that's, to me, is, uh, is the definition that I'm looking at for operational excellence. I'd be happy to hear from the other panelists on that as well. Thank you. Mr. Mark, what's your opinion? I, I've had the advantage of being able to scribble down while the others have been giving their opinion, so uh, uh, <laughs> I'm a little bit of a, a, an advantage. I, I disagree with Alistair. I don't think uh, ship management is at all simple. I think it's one of the most uh, uh, complicated of, uh, of industries. Why? Because uh, there is huge pressure on quality of service at the moment, and uh, you know we, we at Columbia are fighting uh, sometimes a, a rearguard action to keep ourselves at the quality end of the market. It's all too easy to drop the price uh, and, and give something for nothing. But uh, if you want a quality service, you have to pay for it. Uh, and quality, because of the risks involved, the risks to the people on board, the risks to the assets, quality comes at a price. So uh, quality is one of the challenges. The second is service. And we've seen how this business can get it horribly wrong when uh, a single service is offered to the market. Each client is different, whether they have one ship or 100 ships, and we have to give them, as I said right at the beginning, we have to give them uh, the service they want, a tailored service for them, not a Columbia-branded service, uh, but a quality service which the client actually, uh, actually wants. And if you get that wrong, it can go horribly wrong for your business, uh, and you have to keep the focus. The third challenge is people, and uh, getting the right people uh, on board your vessels, getting the right people in the office, investing in those people's creating environments uh, to ensure that these people have rewarding careers, men and women, uh, equal opportunities, the properly trained, etc., cetera, uh, is uh, increasingly challenging for us and will remain a challenge uh, going forward. Uh, but something that we have to uh, invest in. And finally, the, the, the last challenge I have is focus. We have to focus, keep focusing on the business we do. We are ship managers. We're nothing more, uh, we're nothing less. With that comes a humbleness. Uh, we have to do a service and perform a service for our clients uh, and ensure that they're able to operate their vessels competitively uh, and efficiently. Uh, there are, of course, lots of distractions for us uh, in the regulatory framework. Uh, we've seen now coronavirus, et cetera, et cetera. So huge distractions, but we cannot take our eye off the ball, which is managing the ships for our clients with all of those other challenges that we just talked about. Thank you, Mr. Mark. So at this point, allow me not to go the line. So I will ask each panelist to answer each question. Mr. Reiner, ever-increasing regulations. Is this blessing or a curse for your operations? I think it's a blessing. Um, regulation is something that we all have to deal with. All industries um, have to face it, and it's an increasing, um, increasing across all industries, and we're not isolated, nor are we going to be isolated in the future. So I, I welcome it, and I think it's a, it's a challenge for everyone to get better. It's a challenge for everyone to do more with less. Um, it's a challenge, especially on what was in the previous panel, to to meet the environmental targets that are being set up by the European Union. However much we like or dislike the challenges, um, of course we have to, uh, as an industry, work with the regulator to, and the European Union in this case to, to make sure it's a sensible regulation and the, that the environment is, is achievable rather than something completely uh, extraordinarily unachievable which, which doesn't make any sense and brings the industry down to, 
to minuscule returns and then pulls, up, pulls away capital. That doesn't make any sense. But in general, I, I support and I think we, we should all be happy with regulation and what it brings uh, in terms of quality of service to back to the industry. Thank you. Mr. Lefteris, my question is the following. Um, what is the impact of technolo technology and uh, digitalization on, the, on your operations? Digitalization uh, plays an important role towards the decarbonization voyage. However, there are challenges with it because it needs to be approached with a methodology. It is not about creating a software, as many people that we talk to believe, because they hear the word digital. It's not at all about that. It's about understanding the entire information flow, understanding the end objective of the user, and in order to provide them the, the, the applicable solution. In shipping, definitely there are many stakeholders. There are shippers, there are ports, there are the owners, and of course the regulators and so on. But unless you absolutely define how this will be flowing, uh, it's gonna be very difficult and that's where the challenge, the challenge I don't believe it's the technology. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's the communication, it's the cooperation. And, and I'll just give a, a very brief example. Uh, because we talk about regulations earlier on in the previous panels, you, you talked about the EXI coming up and so on. And if you look at, the, at how things have been developed, you are seeing that regulators are trying to figure out on SIP-specific information how it can be substituted because it's not there from the time of build. It's been kept aside from the owners. It's not in the technical specification. It's not passed to them. Some owners, they don't have the right expertise to demand it and so on. It's a big topic and it's, it's probably gonna take us a conference on this. But I believe that the digitalization is important if you approach it with a methodology and if you know how to do things in advance by incorporating all possible stakeholders. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Mark, can you please share your view on the topic? I, I think I've given my view on the topic many, many times on digitalization. Uh, digitalization uh, we see very much as a, a bit of a Y2K argument you know everybody has been talking about digital digitalization for the last two years everyone's been sitting there in the audience panicking are we digitalizing enough uh, digitalize or die uh, have been sort of catchphrases i think i used it once as well um i think now we've all learned that you only need to digitalize those parts of your business that you need to digitalize or those parts of your business because we're all client facing that the market your clients need to digitalize. Digitalization is a, a, a tool in the optimization toolbox, and we all have to optimize our services, whether we're a classification society, whether we're in-house, out-house manager, we have to optimize everything we do. Digitalization is part of that, and uh, it's not the, the, the tail that wags the dog. You know, we, we have to keep it in perspective. Is it so much of a change as the first word processor? My mother was a, a, a telex operator, and when the word processor first came, uh, and email first came, boy, was that a, was that a revolution. Uh, digitalization is just evolution. It's, not, it's nothing more, nothing less. Thank you. What are the latest uh, current trends and initiatives to ensure crew performance and uh, welfare? Mr. Alistair? Uh, 
Thank you for that. Uh, I mean, just to go back a little bit to, 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 to Mark's comment, he's absolutely right that, that the methodology of ship management is immensely complicated, but the goal is simple. You know, that's what I was trying to say. The goal is getting the cargo from A to B and working in partnership with your owner. Now, to get back, what are we doing with respect to crew? Well, you know, as, as far as Viva Group are concerned, we've invested very heavily in the last two years in putting, uh, you know, procedures in place to make the crew's life easier. Uh, that they can, they can really do an awful lot of the uh, procedural work, the documentation, the travel online, that they no longer need to travel from Cebu to Manila to deposit their papers. This can be all done online. Part of that is vCare, which is a welfare program with a 24-hour help and counselling line for the, for the crews. Uh, Speak Up is an initiative to really open the office to the, the crews. Computer-based training, I think uh, maybe I'm unfair to say that's what V-Ship's doing because that's what the industry's doing and it's what the industry needs. And my challenge to the industry and, and um, Mark's been, been reciprocal on it is we need to work together in this. And uh, uh, again, the conference chairman said one of the problems with the industry is it's fragmented and people are following their own agendas to reach the same ends. And I think we will be successful if we, if we cooperate we share, of course, we'll always be competitive, but there's an awful lot that we can do together for the betterment of the industry. Thank you. Thank you. Let's see uh, what uh, Mr. Ryan has to say on the topic. Well, yeah, well, crewing is not exactly something that we do deal with uh, directly since we use the ship managers and they, they're effectively in charge of their own crewing strategy and delivering that uh, to the best possible way for our ships. Uh, but obviously with the operating, operating cost constituting a large part of being uh, crew costs, um, it's, it's of fundamental importance that we get the right people on board the ships. You have a proper vessel management team who are able to deliver proper value together with their, with their ratings on board, uh, you're gonna have a good ship. And uh, if, if the opposite is true, you're gonna have a bad ship. It's really not much more than that. But what goes into achieving that good ship is uh, an enormous amount of focus on training. Um, ideally and preferably, managers will set up their own training center that they sponsor themselves and that they manage themselves with their own management team uh, locally as and, as and where it is. Uh, manning agents, providers of crew um, should, be, should be part of their integrated uh, company or if it's a third party pr service provider, they should be audited and, and, and in some ways controlled quite rigidly in order to produce that quality and that level of, of officers and ratings that is going to be needed in order to manage uh, the vessels in an increasingly highly regulated uh, world uh, of, of shipping. There's, I don't think, in my opinion, there's no, no more ifs and buts about it. Can I, can I just add there, I don't think it's about the crew. I mean, you know, we keep talking about the crew uh, as though there's some sort of uh, separate uh, body or, 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 or asset or part of the business. I think it's, it's people. And, and uh, you know, it's people uh, ashore as well as uh, on board vessels. And we, we really do have to uh, make sure that we look after our people 
uh, much better perhaps than, than, than we've done in the past. And you know that we, we talk about technology and digitalization, behind all of that technology is the people. Without the people, uh, none of this technology works. Without the training, the people can't use the technology to the uh, best of their abilities. Without welfare, uh, mental health considerations, um, uh, social policies, people won't be motivated to do the best they possibly can. So I, I think uh, people is at the heart, always has been at the heart of our business, and we have to keep focusing on that, despite these various attractions, perhaps more sexy attractions of uh, uh, digitalization, optimization, etc. Without the people, this industry doesn't work. Thank you. Mr. Alistair, it would be very interesting to hear um, what is, if any, the impact of coronavirus on your operations. I think we could have anticipated that question. Um, coronavirus is impacting on the operation. I would like to say that at the moment, as far as we are concerned, on the cargo side, it's not stopped any vessels. On the leisure side, it has stopped vessels. We, we operate the first uh, cruise ship that's Chinese-owned and cha sailing out of China, and she has been devoid of passengers since the beginning of the year. We, we, we talked, about, Mark talked about people. People are being inconvenienced. We can't do crew changes in China. We can't sail from China to Singapore and do a crew change there because it's less than 14 days. Uh, we are seeing uh, travel disrupted. We're seeing offices disrupted. Obviously, we're seeing the coronavirus spread into Europe now. We've got a number of European offices, Monaco obviously being close to North Italy. I'm very, very pleased to say that um, Cyprus and Greece reportedly remain coronavirus free, but we have looked at taking early precautions for our offices here. So, and we see, more, as importantly, we see our partners, our, our, our ship owners, suffering on a commercial side. We, we, we see the, the oil trades going down, we see the container trades into China uh, diminishing. Uh, so it's, go it's going to be tough. I mean, you know, let's all hope and pray that they find a solution to it soon. But it's bad, and the way it's going, it's going to get worse. Thank you. Mr. Reine? Obviously, it's affecting everyone on the commercial side, so that's, that's where everybody suffers. That's Alistair rightly said. Um, apart from that, we're working closely with our providers of ship management services to ensure that our vessels can keep moving. Uh, the obvious area of issues is clearly dry docking in China, where, you know, after Chinese New Year, the people have not really come back to the docks, so there's shortage of staff to actually deliver the docking services, which, you know, together in cooperation with, with class and, and, and other stakeholders, Obviously, everyone's trying to achieve the best for their vessel, minimize downtime and disruption, um, you know, seeking extensions as and where it's necessary. And, and that's what everyone is doing, really, to manage the, 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 the exposure. Uh, of course, we have worked with our managers to make sure that the guys on board uh, working and, and facing these issues, operating in and out of China, are provided with the best possible uh, support and masks and alcohol gels and minimizing the contact with shore staff, etc. So all of that is important. Thank you. Mr. Mark, it is a well known that in your previous life you were, you were a maritime lawyer, a distinguished maritime lawyer, uh, based in London. However, you have given up the partnership 
to come to work in Cyprus. My question is the following. To be an executive in the maritime industry or to be an advisor? And what advice would you give to the young executives sitting here among us today? Uh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I, I, let's deal with that in uh, two parts. Firstly, uh, what advice would I give to the young executives sitting today? I think they've chosen absolutely the right career uh, and uh, absolutely the right industry sector to come into. I think Maritime offers uh, the same opportunities now as it, it offered when I first uh, started off in, in maritime law and indeed uh, outside of the law as well. So it's a fantastic, varied, exciting, uh, eclectic industry to be in um, with all of the, the, the challenges and opportunities that you simply don't find in, in other industries, the different types of people, the different nationalities, the, the opportunity to travel, the opportunity to change um, uh, your career paths. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that each and every one of us has uh, a unique skill set. And uh, not only do we have to recognize that in ourselves, but we have to recognize that in other people. And I always say to uh, the new joiners within Columbia, if you find yourself ever in a job that you don't like, life is too short. Uh, get out of it and there's plenty of opportunities and it's for us as the employer to provide those opportunities for you. So in our little, uh, the little world of Columbia, we have other areas that people can uh, find their way and, and, and be uh, enthused. You have to come to work every morning uh, enthused. I, I'm often asked what's the difference between uh, your life as a lawyer and your life uh, in Colombia and I said well for the last three years I feel as though I haven't done a day's work. Now of course I have done a day's work um, but it feels the right place, it feels right for me and it feels the, the right job and, and I think for all of us we have to find that and uh, you know I'm lucky enough to have a fantastic team around me, uh, some fantastic colleagues, uh, as I'm sure some of you in the audience, or hopefully all of you in the audience have, uh, that makes a hell of a difference as well. So um, great, it's a great industry. I don't have a single single regret, and it's, uh, uh, it's a great team uh, at Columbia that I've found myself at. Thank you. So just informed from the chairman that uh, the time is run. So I would like to conclude with one question to all the panelists and I would be grateful for a brief answer. In your attempt to deliver operational excellence, one of the critical aspects of your operations is Cyprus as a maritime hub. If you have the chance to change or improve something, what would you do? Mr. Alistair. That's a very interesting question. I've been here since October. I think what I've seen of the efforts by, by the government, by uh, the, the Deputy Minister of Shipping, I think they're doing a lot of the right things. Uh, I would say try and engage the shipping cluster more. I, I think this is a prime example of where the shipping cluster has all got together and worked together. And I think that, you know, that there's been talk about fragmentation and representation. So mine would be more unification of the shipping cluster in Ireland and get the, the, the companies behind the government to make the right changes and lobby the right causes. Thank you. Mr. Reiner? So I've been here four years and I've seen how Natasha and her predecessor um, made a lot of changes and Cyprus as a, as a hub has really moved up uh, quite a lot in the value chain since then, which is, which is fantastic for Cyprus as a, as a future destination. 
we see infrastructure projects around the island and in Limassol specifically that are, that are targeted to bring in new additional people into the country. So I think and then the max, maximum support from the government, I think, is, so far it's been fantastic. Um, obviously, uh, some smaller things, uh, logistical issues such as trying to get out of Cyprus and get into Cyprus is not always the easiest thing with the flight schedules. And I think that's, that's a topic that sometimes comes up when we meet our partners and, uh, and that's obviously uh, not an easy solution uh, to, to it, but uh, that's something that over time I hope as more and more people come in and join this cluster, it will become a, a more realizable uh, goal. Thank you, Lefteris. I've arrived yesterday and I'm leaving tomorrow. So, yeah, but I'm only joking, of course. But coming from an R&D uh, background, uh, I, I would suggest uh, to consider uh, more cooperative forums, uh, uh, workshops, uh, where the industry can, uh, this industry here, you know, the Cyprus, uh, call it the shipping community, can cascade this information that they have also to the previous generations. I used to live a few years back in Cyprus, and someone told me, if you manage to stay two years, you get hit by the island fever, uh, which meant that then you can uh, adapt to the climate. Uh, I wasn't hit by that fever, and I, and I, left, I left the island. But uh, I, it pleases me to see that uh, the, the major ship management and companies here are investing a lot, not only in uh, in, uh, in the people, but they are investing a lot in uh, cascading the information, uh, what is learned, uh, and also they talk amongst themselves. So I would only suggest more R&D cooperative forums. Thank you. Mr. Mark, and of course, any positive outcome is welcome. Any what, sir? Any positive outcome is welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, well, I, I agree with Roy now, first of all, having just uh, spent last week pretty much on, on my life on connecting flights, we need some more direct flights from, from, from this island uh, to and from the, the, the other hubs uh, uh, around the world. Uh, just on a, on a less, uh, perhaps, practical note, I think Cyprus needs to change the narrative a little bit. Uh, and rather than talking about how it can benefit from Brexit and support London and support other countries and Greece, etc., actually change the narrative and have the ambition to uh, realize its full potential as a, a, as a standalone important part of the EU and, and a, a massively important part of, uh, uh, of the shipping uh, industry. And I think if we do that, if we, if we have that ambition, uh, then a real change will, will happen. So it's a slight change of the narrative. You know, sitting, sitting down here right at the front of the conference, uh, right at the beginning of the conference and hearing about Brexit and how we can possibly benefit left, right and centre is perhaps the wrong narrative. We should be thinking more uh, ambitiously. Thank you. I would like to thank all the panellists for this great discussion. Mr Chairman. Thank you very much indeed. Um, again, it's more than informative. We're getting wiser by the day, but we still have unresolved problems. But in any event, uh, thank you all very much. Thank you for your, for your panelling, which is very, very exceptionally well. And the, make sh the questions were short and sweet. Um, uh, we learned a lot from it. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Keep on. On this note, uh, could I call to the panel...
uh, the next session because we are, I said, running a bit short of time. Uh, the title is uh, Ship Management, Delivering Operational so Elections with here, bravo. and Increasing Conducts. It's run by Andreas Is he here? Oh, right. Bravo. Well, the moderator is... Uh, who's the moderator? Okay. Okay. The moderator will be Andreas Mironas. No, no. Okay. Ah, and this is involved in index, sorry. Keep on. 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 Keep on.